Why don't you open your Bible with me in, uh, in John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. You know, one of the things that we need to sometimes revisit again, just very, very foundational, and that is what Jesus gave to you and me and how to activate it in our life. Before Jesus left, you know, and the disciples were very distressed he was going to leave, he, he promised him, I won't leave you alone. He said, you're not going to be on your own. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to give you something that will provide everything you need to run a victorious life and to win in life. Now, that's a pretty good promise, isn't it? He said, whatever you have need of. Notice here, and he, and he meets a woman here, and this woman in John chapter 4 is incredibly desperate. She's in a desperate place. She's had uh, what you'd call failure after failure after failure in life. She'd gone down the aisle in a marriage five times, five times with hopes and dreams and expectations, five times her life broke down, the marriage broke down, she was divorced, men rejected her. Here's a woman who's in tremendous pain. Her life is a mess, her life is a failure. And now she's so lost the hope of having a committed relationship, and she's so lost her sense of personal value, she's at an emotional, spiritual, and personal low. And in the midst of it, she goes in the middle of the day to a well. She's going to that well in the middle of the day because she's ashamed of her life, ashamed of who she is, ashamed of what she's living like, and ashamed because if she goes at any other time when everyone else goes, she knows they'll talk about her. So here's a woman in immense pain. Here's a woman who has failed in life. Here's a woman who's totally rejected. And God chooses her in two ways. One, to give her an insight and a revelation that he had not given to anyone else. Chose this woman who was so damaged to give her an insight to something he was about to do. And that woman became motivated, and within the same day, she became an evangelist to her area and region. And I want to show you what Jesus said to her, and then we're going to pick it up, because Jesus wants you to be reminded of the same thing he's given you. So, notice there, and uh, Jesus said in verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. They're at a well, and uh, he's sitting by the well, and he's told the woman about having water that she's never heard about. And she said, well, you know, where are you going to get that water from? She said, well, if you keep drinking this water, you'll thirst again. Now, he's talking about the thirst that lies within people. Every one of us has a thirst, thirst to find fulfillment. We want to be joyful. We want to have success in our life. We want to live a life which uh, has some significance and meaning. And we look to every kind of way. But he says, whatever you're drinking from, you're going to keep being thirsty. If you're drinking from the success of life, finances, money, whatever you're drinking from, he said, it'll never fulfill you. But he said, notice what he says here. He said, whoever drinks of the water I give him shall never, never thirst. The water I give him shall become, notice this, in him a well springing up to everlasting life. And she said, sir, give me this water that I won't thirst nor have to come back here. Didn't understand what he was saying. Notice what he says, the water I give will become in him a well of water that springs up into eternal life. So Jesus is making, giving her a tremendous insight that God has promised to meet the needs of every person and one of the ways he meets that need is to put his own spirit into us. I think so often we talk about being born again or being filled with the Holy Spirit, and we lose sight of the reality that the mighty Spirit of God, who created the heavens and earth, comes 
to live inside you, to be joined. The Bible says, if you are joined to the Lord, you're one spirit with the Lord. Now, you may forget that. You may get caught up in your soul with the problems of life, and I'm sure many of you come, and you've got all kinds of issues, all kinds of struggles, but what you're forgetting is Almighty God Himself has joined to you. The Spirit of God is inside you. There is no need for you to lack in any way. He said, this thing I'm going to put in you, this well that I'm going to open up in you, I'm going to open it in your spirit, not in your head. Your head will reason it away. I'm going to open up a well in your spirit. I'm going to put the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in you. And that same spirit that gave me victory in every area of life is going to live in you and will rise up and give you a victory in your life. Now you think for the majority of the church that that's just like a fantasy. But it's actually a spiritual reality. Jesus spoke of it again in John chapter 7. He said, listen. He said, listen. He said, if you thirst, come to me. Come to me. We look to every other place. Look to all kinds of things. Look to money, careers, relationships. We look to our peers and friends, all kinds of things. We look to all sorts of things to fill the thirst. There's only one place you can fill the thirst in your life. It's Jesus Christ himself. And he said, now listen, if you thirst, come to me. And he said, and then he talked about rivers. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And he was speaking about the Holy Spirit that had not yet been given to man. I look around many Christians, and you know what? I can't see much evidence that the Holy Ghost is flowing abundantly out of them. And I wonder why. Did you get a different Holy Ghost when you got born again? Did you get a different spirit when you got born again? Did you not get the mighty Spirit of God when you got born again? What did you get when you got filled with the Holy Ghost? I tell you, when you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, in the New Testament, the Bible says the Holy Ghost came on them, and they all were filled. And if you're filled, it should flow over. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, there will be an overflow out of your life everywhere you are. Not just on Sunday, not just in church, but everywhere you are, an overflow. What of? The life of God. It says, when they spoke in tongues, uh, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them a language. So, that's normal Christianity. An overflow of the life of God. You say, well, it's not my experience. Well, there's probably reasons it's not your experience. It's the choice that we have. Now, we're going to go look just a moment. We're going to go into the Old Testament and look at one thing in the Old Testament. I want to show you, remember now, Jesus said that when you come to Him, He will put His Spirit in you and you will have a well inside you. And then he said, in another place, that well is going to overflow. It's going to flow out of you in rivers. Uh, that means expressions of the life of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, all the good works and flow of the Spirit. And that's not including now the supernatural dimension of the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are given to every person. So where is the problem? Well, I need to pray for more. Let me ask you, 
what more will you get? You've got the Holy Ghost. The issue is not praying for more. The issue is what you'll do with what you have. The issue is what you do with what God's already given you. So what happens is we keep thinking, I'm lacking, I need to ask for more. Well, I'm lacking, I need to ask for more. When really what needs to happen, I need to recognize that the well isn't flowing, something is stopping that mighty well, and I need to do something about it. I think I'll just pray more so God will come. Well, prayer will help you, but there's a certain kind of praying will help you. Let's have a look, and I just want to share with you just out of Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26, and we're going to look at Isaac, and uh, Isaac faced a bit of a problem, and here's the problem he faced. He faced this problem, and that was verse uh, 14. Well, we'll pick it up in verse 12, because there's a key principle in here of how you start to enlarge in every area of life. Uh, Isaac sowed in the land in that year, and in the same year, a hundredfold, the Lord blessed him. And he began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now, just, if you just keep in context now the whole thing, that there's a famine in the land. There's a terrible situation all around. He doesn't even owe the land. He's rented some land off someone else. He actually doesn't even own the land. But this land that he's got, he sows in, and God gives him an increase. Now, I want you to see the, the, the way increase and enlargement takes place. It says, he began to increase or prosper. He continued to prosper, and then he became very prosperous. Now, you notice that there's a progression. It just, you just don't have some great thing happen to you, and then you are going to prosper spiritually. You have given the Holy Ghost. Now, you've got to do the work of sowing. You have to do the work of building. And you notice the phases. He began to prosper. He began little by little by little to grow and increase. And then when he got a little bit of an increase, he didn't stop there. He continued to do what he was doing until he grew a bit more. And then finally, he became very prosperous. I'm sure you would want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, have your life around you change, have your circumstances change, have your work situation, your finances, things around you change. Well, don't wait for some great miracle. What you need to do is begin to prosper and then continue to prosper until you become very prosperous. And it works in every area of life the same way. Most of us don't realize there's a day-by-day sowing. If you sow to your flesh, you reap. Sow to your spirit, you will reap. So you today are reaping what you have been sowing in your spiritual life. If there's little spirit life, you probably haven't been sowing very much. Think about that. But all of that could change. All of that could change. Now, you have to realize also that when you make a decision, see, it's God's role to get you saved. He gets you saved, puts His Spirit in you. It's His role to get you baptized in the Holy Spirit. But then once He's given you this mighty gift of God, it's your responsibility to sow and sow and sow until you begin to prosper spiritually. Then you continue to prosper spiritually, and then you become very prosperous spiritually. So you have to do some things. Now notice that it doesn't just come automatically. That as you begin the journey of growing spiritually, there's going to be some things happen. And you notice it says here, verse uh, 15, the, the Philistines envied him. Now, the Philistines 
filled in all the wells his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. They filled them up with dirt. And then told him, get out of here, you're mightier than us. So he departed and he went, pitched his tent in another valley, pitched there. And then he dug wells of water they dug in the days of Abraham, his father. But the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, called them by the names his father had called them. Dug in a valley and fell a well of running water. But the herdsmen came and quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, the water is ours. So he called that quarrel. Then he, he moved on. He didn't stay there. He didn't stay at that point. They dug another well. They quarreled over that one. He called that one strife and accusation. Then he moved from there, dug another well, and they didn't quarrel over it. He called his name Maria both because he said, now the Lord has made room for us. Now you notice here, if we just you see a natural story. If you can just look now and try to get the spiritual insight it gives. The devil will always try to fill in the well of God. The well of God is an inheritance won for you by Jesus Christ. It's the anointing, the flow of the Holy Ghost from within. The moment you make a decision, you're going to access that well and begin to start to move with the life of God. A, a quarrel, a fight begins. Your flesh begins to react. So you've had a great encounter with God, great experience with God. Now as you try to walk and grow and develop spiritually, a contention starts. This is what the devil wants to do. If he can't get you out of God's hands, what he will do is try and fill in the well in your life. Now let me just tell you what that means. To fill in the well in your life, they, what they used to do is they'd fill it with dirt, they'd fill it with rocks. It's much easier to fill a well with rocks than to dig the well out. You notice what happens? They fill the well in. Now, this is what happens in our life. The devil will come with every kind of trick to try and put dirt in your well. This is what he wants to do. He wants to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. He wants to get you so you're living out of your mind, living out of your emotions, living out of your body and the things you want to eat. He just wants to get you right down there in the flesh. Does he mind if you come to church? No, you can come to church all you like. What he wants to stop and fill in is the flow of the life of the Spirit. He wants to stop the well of God in you because he knows that if you get the well of the Holy Ghost moving in your life, your life and relationships will change. You'll be a different kind of person. The life of the Spirit is the only way you can overcome the flesh. If you've got struggles, you can only overcome by the Holy Ghost. So what happens is, if you don't dig the well and get your spirit flowing with the life of God, you're going to do this. You're going to try hard, struggle, and live defeated, and shut down. How sad to live so low beyond, below your potential when you have an inheritance. You have well that God has given you. And not only do you have a well, you have something inside you that can bring life to everyone around you. But there's a contention for that well. There's always a contention for the well. And what will contend with you is your past will contend with you. Your relationships will contend with you. Your mind will contend. Your emotions will contend. There'll be all kinds of things. And it's all got one purpose in mind. Fill in the well. Stop you flowing with the Holy Ghost. Make you a shut down, passive, negative Christian. There's heaps of people all over the place who've had the wells of God shut down in their life. And in history... Men of faith have risen and dug wells. They've actually opened up flows of the Spirit of God that enabled them to change their generation. 
you need to dig a well in your life. You need to open up whatever's stopping you flowing. You need to identify it and to deal with it. And I'll tell you how to start the process going, because there is a bit of a process in this. And then I'll give you a couple of keys. If I gave you lots of keys, you just write them down, forget them. I'll give you one or two. And if you'll just start with those one or two, I guarantee you some things will start to happen. You'll start to find the flow stir. You'll start to find the release of the anointing start to happen in your life. And you'll find some other things as well. Notice here as we go into here, there's a sort of a process of well digging. The first is you're going to have to do some things to open up the flow from within your spirit. I'll show you those in a moment. And you notice the next thing, you've got to persevere. So you notice that what they did was they began to dig. They started to remove the earth and they started to go down past all the rubbish until they finally found the flow of the water. Now, so when you start in this journey of trying to unlock and open the well in your life, what will happen is initially there's a lot of effort required. Initially, it's quite difficult. You see people like Ian and Lynn, and they do all kinds of things and flow and move in the Spirit, but you weren't around when they were digging the well, and it was very difficult. That's what it's like for everyone. There's a challenge. You actually have to put in effort spiritually. And I'll show you a couple of things you can do to start the journey and start the process. But you've got to start by activating, starting to dig the well, starting to let the well of God's life within you flow. Notice they had to not only start it, they had to persevere in it. And eventually the water began to flow and it began to start to really flow. And when it started to flow, you know what happened immediately? You see, what will happen is if you put into practice some of the things I'm going to share with you shortly, what will happen is if you will just persevere and stick with it, you will get a surge and water will begin to flow. A, a flow of life, a flow of insight from God will begin to come. Very, very simple. However, you know what comes immediately after that? There was a contention over it. The moment you start to get into a flow of God, a flow of life of God, there's a contention you've got to determine you're going to fight. And so there's always demonic resistance that comes through our flesh. So once you start flowing with the things of the Spirit, here's what you find. One, you're getting good, you start to get insight, revelation, start to hear God, start to flow. Two, every, all the kind of problems you've never, ever had to deal with in your life start to surface up. They just come up at the same time. They come up and they come in your face. And now uh, you'll find that... You started out with this great intention that you'd start to flow with God and walk with God, and now it feels like your life is in a bigger mess than it ever was ever before. Why is that? Because when you have a flow and a surge of the prophetic, you will have with it demonic resistance through your flesh. And so your flesh and your spirit will start to fight one another. It's at that point most Christians quit and give up. So they come to the altar, had a great buzz, get up and pray, three days, then it's over. So, now get this, it gets worse than that. Then they begin to live a Christian life which is based on coming to have someone pray for them or minister to them or do something for them. They become like a spiritual beggar. This is not God's plan. You were made for something bigger than that. You just actually just got... What happens to everyone happened to you. That the moment you stir and begin to flow in the Spirit, start to get a flow of anointing in your life, your flesh will arise to contend. Paul says the flesh is against the Spirit, the Spirit is against the flesh. So you have old problems come up, and sometimes when you set out to build and open the well and open the flow of the Spirit of God, what happens is within a short time of you starting to do that, you have old problems seem to come back. You think, my God, 
what has happened to me. I'm worse than I was before I was saved. What is going on? The struggles are there. The old temptations are there. It's like they've got a fire and a fight of their own. I'll tell you why. Because the devil is stirring them up. Because he knows if he can just get you focused on all of that and stop the flow of the well, it's all over, Rover. Until you come up in another altar call and get a buzz. And so there you are, a spiritual junkie. Give me my next conference, give me my next hit. This is not the life God called us to live. And he's given you power to live it differently. You've just got to make some decisions and understand what it's all about. And so initially, there's a quarrel started up. You know, the flesh will always war and quarrel with the spirit. And so there are a certain number of reasons. I can't give it all tonight. But here's the thing. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 13, if you by the Spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, you will live. Now notice, who has to do this? You have to do this. And how do you have to do it? You have to do it by the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't live or get a breakthrough just by willpower alone. We need the Holy Ghost. That's why God gave us the Holy Ghost. That's why he put the Holy Spirit in you. Why? Because the role of the Holy Ghost is to help you. To help you when you're weak and that flesh is fighting against you to break through it. And get to the other side. Get the victory. Now, a lot of people try by willpower. So what they do is they hold their life together. And four times out of five, they manage to hold their anger back. The fifth time, it blows out. And they're back again in the old thing. Because they've never dealt with the things in the heart by the power of of the Holy Ghost. God gave you the Holy Ghost to get the victory. Give us the power of the Spirit. That's why Jesus said, don't even think about taking on the mission of changing the world until you let the power of the Holy Ghost change you. Because when you try to, you'll come against demonic resistance. It will stir up your flesh. You'll feel depressed, angry, resentful. You'll have rejection. You'll have all kinds of issues. And what will happen is the well will get filled in. And you go, mm. you come to church on Sunday. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Oh, there's too many songs. I want to sit down. I'm getting tired. You know the feeling? There it is. I see people come in every Sunday like that. And one thing I know is, they haven't got the flow of the river going in their life. But you could do something about that. Look at him. He never stopped when they envied him and hated him. The devil envies you. Why does he envy? He envies the relationship you have with God. He envies what God has put inside you. He envies the positioning God's given you. He hates you to do everything he can to do one thing. Shut down the well of the Holy Ghost inside you. Stop you praying in the Spirit. Get you in depression. He's very successful at it too. And, but here's the thing. You know, you just have to actually maintain your trust in the Lord. He just persevered. Notice what he did. He didn't stay in the place of a quarrel. You know, he dug the, he dug the well. And when they came and filled it, he just moved on. He says, it's okay. I got a well from God. Here it is. I'll just dig over here. So dig, dig, dig. Oh, there's a flow again. Look at that. I got another flow. And they come and they fought over there. They said, it's okay. There's no big issue. He said, I'm trusting God. I've got a well. God's got a well to prosper me. He just digs away and away it goes again. He didn't worry about it. In the end, everyone looked around and said, flip this guy. No matter where he goes, the well flows. 
of course, for some people, the well of God only flows when they're in a church meeting. The Bible tells us very clearly, wherever you go, you have a well inside you to flow. A well of joy, well of life, well of peace, well of blessing. You have a well inside. You have the Holy Ghost in you. What are you doing to dig your well and get a flow? So you actually enjoy your life instead of being miserable. Come on. You all got quiet now. It's the person next to you I'm talking, you know that. <laughs> you know, you got to fight for your well. There's always an issue of fighting for your well. There's always. And then the Lord appeared to him, gave him revelation. Now, you notice that he had to persevere with the well digging, and eventually he had an encounter with God, and he began to move into a covenantal level of walking with God of blessing. Now, God puts his Holy Spirit in you. The first evidence that a person's filled with the Holy Ghost is what? Yeah, yeah. They overflow. <laughs> Holy Ghost. But something else happens. They spoke in tongues. Now, a lot of people have got no idea what speaking in tongues is about. And because we don't understand it, we don't actually recognize that God gave you something to help you get a flow in your spirit, a flow in your well. Why is it that they all spoke in tongues? Seems such a crazy thing. You don't even understand what you're praying, and there you are praying. Because the Holy Ghost helps us when we don't know what to pray. And if you will pray in tongues, He will take hold with you. Something will begin to change inside you. Now, what is it about tongues praying? Because that's only one way that you get the well going. Interesting thing, after Jesus got full of the Spirit, he got anointed with the Holy Spirit. Well, most of us would like to stop there. We've been down, had this encounter, got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit led him to do something. And Luke 4 tells us he was led into prayer and fasting. And he will have done several things in that season of prayer and fasting. Then at the end of the season of prayer and fasting, at the end of it, it says the devil came to him and began to pressure him and tempt him, and every place he was tempted, he broke through. So what was happening in the 39 days, or the 38 days, or that period up, up, up before that? Jesus is preparing to strengthen his spirit, activate the well, rise up on the inside, so when the pressures of the devil come, he has got something inside him to resist it. He strengthened his spirit. Now, this is what the Bible says. When you pray in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, your spirit is activated, energized, and praying. So, if you want to develop life in your spirit, you have to engage your spirit, and you have to start to do something that only your spirit can do. And one of the things that your spirit can do, your spirit can speak and pray. And that's different to speaking and praying from your head. But it all comes out your same mouth. So your spirit can pray. And so when we speak in tongues, we're speaking with a language the Holy Ghost has given. Why does he give us this language, and how does it work? Well, you and the Spirit of God are joined together. You're one spirit with the Lord, just like that. Now, the Holy Ghost knows the will of God for your life. You may have a lot of ideas what it is. You may have a lot of thoughts what it is. You may have a few desires and things floating around in there. But only God knows what is planned for your life. And so the Holy Spirit knows exactly what the need is. Now, if he waited for you just to pray with your head, you'll pray all kinds of things. He knows exactly what you need to pray about. 
And so the Holy Spirit, joined to your spirit, imparts in a language. He imparts words. Now, that language of tongues is actually a language. A language communicates something. A language is to bring about communications. A language is to accomplish something. It's not just praying in tongues and it's a babble and I don't know and I hope it does something. That is so not God to do anything like that. He gave you the spiritual gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost inside you gives you a language to begin to activate your spirit man. Now, why does he want to do that? There are a number of reasons. I'll give you a couple of them. Here's the first one. It's found in verse 2. He gives you the language so you can talk directly spirit to spirit with Almighty God. When you're praying in tongues, your spirit is praying. A language is being infused into your spirit by the Holy Ghost so your spirit becomes energized, alive, and you are in direct hotline with God. Now, your mind will be arguing with all that and wandering off down to McDonald's and thinking all kinds of things, but your spirit is doing something different and you need to get your mind back under management. Second thing, it tells us that as you're praying in tongues, you will edify yourself. That word edify is to build a house piece by piece, to construct something and make a building. So your spirit man, if you're going to grow and develop and have a well of God within you, you need to build your spirit man. You need to build your inner man. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. No one does it but you. So you can be a spiritual dwarf or a spiritual giant, and it's not up to God, it's up to you. I don't know how strong and how big you are spiritually, but however you are, it's up to you. That you're just, You are where you are because of what you've done or haven't done. You sow to your flesh, you'll reap from the flesh, you'll have problem after problem. Sow to your spirit, you'll start to reap and grow and stand up and become strong. So here's the thing. You choose to pray in tongues as much or as little as you like. You choose to go to the Holy Ghost gym as often or as little as you like. You choose to build yourself up as much or as little as you like. You choose to do it. When you choose to pray in tongues, you're choosing to build yourself. When you choose to pray in tongues, you're choosing to stir your spirit. When you choose to pray in tongues, you're choosing to energize your inner man so it comes alive with the power of God. You choose. You choose. Okay? That, that's why God got the gift, by the way. So you could build yourself up. You mean I have to build myself up? I thought going to a meeting got me built up. Yeah, it does a little. But what about the other six days of the week? What are you doing there? See, it's, it's given to develop you. It's given to grow you. It's given to build you. It's given, the Holy Ghost is given to strengthen you. What a great gift. I, don't, I can drive down the road. I can have my spirit pumped up and alive. Place in the atmosphere of the car full of the presence of God. Anytime. You pray in tongues. Anytime. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. It's also interesting, he had more revelation than anyone too. There might be a connection, do you think? He's activating a spirit man. Here's another thing you do when you pray in tongues. The Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, I think verse 2, it says he speaks mysteries. So most people read that and think, oh, mysteries, what use is that? You know, what are the mysteries anyway? Every time in the Bible there's a reference to mysteries, it's referring 
to the purposes of God which are not understood becoming understood. Mysteries are about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I'm speaking of mysteries. They don't hear and understand it. But you, oh, you who follow me, do understand it. So, God's plan for your life is a mystery. That's why so many people don't know where they're going. Get hyped up and I'll just follow this and follow that and do this and do that and do that. But actually, the only one who knows what he's got for your life is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is direct communication with the Father, with Jesus. He knows exactly what God has written for your life. And when you speak in mysteries, one thing you do, when you speak in tongues, one thing is you're building, strengthening, enlarging your spirit man. A second thing you are doing is you're beginning to speak out of your life the plan, the destiny, the purpose of God. You're beginning to speak and call those things into being. Who will call them into being for your life? Oh, only you will. Who will build your spirit, man? Only you will. Who's going to do these things? But you, beloved. So it talks in Jude, and, uh, and Jude, uh, I think, verse 12, very little book in the Bible, it says, talking about some people, and uh, it's saying that they're just self-centered, they're looking after themselves, and it says they're clouds without water. In other words, useless. Big and fluffy, look good, no water. And if you're in a dry land like Israel, you need water. So what he's saying is, there are some believers, some Christians, some people who say they follow the Lord, and they're big fluffy clouds. There's a great sort of hoo-ha in appearance, but there's no water, no Holy Ghost flow. He said, but you are different. You, beloved, verse 20, building up yourself on your most holy faith. How do you do it? Here it is. Oh, you can't believe it. It's so simple. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You build yourself up and develop and cultivate your faith. One way is by praying in the Holy Ghost. So you notice that Isaac had a well, and God wanted to bless him and prosper him, but the key for his prosperity was him consistently sowing and that the well flowed. And he had a contention always around the wells, just like you have a contention around your well. Now, if you will stir up your well and start the well of God flowing, the first thing that will happen is you'll be very excited. You'll get going. About 10 or 15 minutes later, your body will say, we've had enough now. We've done enough. Let's get out of here. Let's go do something else. Uh, you go a little bit longer, and then you tell your body, be quiet. Pray in tongues. Uh, begin to stir your body. Begin to make your body yield. And you begin to start to find a flow takes place. So initially, when you try to stir yourself up and praying in the Holy Ghost, your body resists, and then your emotions and soul resists with all kinds of things that come up. They suddenly, isn't that amazing? The dirt starts to manifest. Distractions, temptations, unclean thoughts, old problems, struggles, all kinds of feelings, they all start to come up. But if you will make a commitment that every day, day after day, I will build my spirit man. I'm going to work out in the Holy Ghost gym. I'm going to start to fire my spirit up. I'll begin to pray in tongues. I'll speak and build my spirit man. I'll speak directly to God, and I will call forth God's purpose over my life until it begins to unfold and reveal itself. See, here's the thing. When you get into a place where you've started to build your spirit and strengthen your spirit, what happens then is you start to get downloads from God spontaneously. Dreams have to happen. 
you start to get an insight. You just, um, and someone says something, and immediately God brings a download, and immediately in your spirit. Why? Because your spirit has become strengthened. Now, officially, of course, you notice he got the flow going, and then there was a contention of it. So here's the thing that mostly happens to Christians. They get inspired in a meeting like that, go home and pray three days, and then four days, oh, I don't think I'll get up today. Fifth day, no, nah, I think I'll sleep in. Sixth day, a bit depressed. It's just a back where I was. It's worse than ever. Of course. What did you expect was going to happen? What did you expect was going to happen? You were trying to build your spirit so you could start to rule your flesh and start to have authority over demons. Did you not think that the Philistines would come and try and fill the well in? Filling the well in means this. You stop praying. Once you stop praying then your spirit starts to diminish under the pressures of life, the flesh takes over, and now you have little overflow of life. You have no power to prevail. There are a lot of other ways that we can do this, but I just want to do that tonight, and that's enough for tonight. So, God wants to stir you by the message tonight to begin to believe that you are responsible to build your inner life to activate the flow of the Holy Spirit He gave in you. Anything that stops you praying in tongues, anything that hinders you is something that's blocking the flow. Get into it. Start day by day to build strong speaking forth in tongues until you begin to start to feel a flow of the Spirit. When you feel the flow of the Spirit, don't stop. Because after that will come some struggles. And the war is... Your flesh starting to fight now at a whole different level to stop you arising in your spirit. And you'll have to face things in your life. So that's one of the reasons God gave you the Holy Ghost. So you could overcome those things. So of course they're going to turn up. How will you overcome them if you don't have to face them? And there can be reasons why we're locked into the areas of our life. We won't go there tonight on that. Tonight I just want to stir you to dig again the well of the Holy Ghost. To dig again that mighty well. So every time I speak in tongues, every time I hear myself speaking in tongues, I'm thinking the Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost is giving me this language. Me and God are joined together. The Holy Ghost is building me. I'm getting stronger. The life of God is flowing. The river of God is flowing. The purposes of God have been called into me. That's what, that's what the Bible says. See, the challenge is to do it. And not just do it once. Just to keep it up until your life starts to change and the river stops and never stops flowing. It just keeps on flowing. And then when you turn up to Sunday, so you don't think I can't tell. Don't think we can't tell. It's so easy to tell. You meet someone, you know, straight away, with the fire of God is burning. It's in their eyes, it's in their spirit, it's in the atmosphere around them, and it's in the overflow. And it's not like that. The Philistines are come and filled in the well. At least, if you've got nothing else you can do, the one thing you can do is determine, God, I feel the flow diminished. I'm going to start to pray in tongues strongly and ask you to reveal and show me where the block is and what's causing it so I can then deal with the thing properly. You know what will happen is you start to do this, purpose to do this, you start to begin to dig a well. Now, listen, I'll finish with this. There are many wells. God's put a well inside you. God put a well in this church many years ago. We opened up wells. We opened up wells in the city. But I see a generation that doesn't know how to hold on to what God planted here. 
you have an inheritance here, you can quickly and easily activate the flow of the Spirit. You can quickly and easily activate hearing from God. You can quickly and easily begin to start to flow in the Spirit, flow and release the gift of deliverance, start to flow in healings. Why? Because it's a well already opened here for you to participate in. It is your inheritance. But I tell you something, Abraham's well was filled in for Isaac. Isaac had to dig it again and get the flow again. You have to dig. You have to stir your spirit man and begin to start to do what is required. You say, that's not me to be like that. Of course it is. You've got the Holy Ghost in you. That's why he's in there. The thing that's saying it's not me is your flesh. Your flesh is saying, well, I can't do that. I'm only sort of weak and feeble. Now, that's your flesh talking. You have the same spirit oh, that raised Christ from the dead. You know what I say every day over my life? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is filling my body with energy and life. I tell you, start to speak that over your life, your mind, your emotion, your eyes, your ears, your spirit, your inner man, your outer man. You start to do that. Something will begin to change. The water will begin to flow. The battle will begin. And you'll start to progress forward. Instead of lapsing back and wait till next week. That's not God's plan. God's plan is day by day. What I'd love to see is that every week as people gather, there's a fire burning in their eyes. They're alive. The well is open. The Holy Ghost is flowing. And they come ready to connect with God and enjoy His presence. Ready to go out, make a difference. You can't change your school without the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't change your workplace without the power of the Holy Ghost. God has given you that anointing. Stir and activate it. Decide tonight. Start tonight. Start tonight. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, come on up here and believe God can fill you even as everyone prays. Why don't we just come on our feet tonight? Why don't we come out the front? We're not going to sing a song. We're going to pray in the Spirit and start the flows going. We're going to say, Holy Ghost, I know there's a well in me. It hasn't really started to flow. I haven't done what I need to do, but tonight I'm going to start. Tonight. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Come on. Let's come on and let's begin to pray and stir the well of God. That's right, keep praying now, keep praying. Silver and under the Masikalabariat, the Nabakasikalabarantai, Elabababasikalabarat, the Nabakasikalabarantai, all of Ababasikal, oh, Holy Ghost, flow like a mighty river, Holy Ghost, spring up within me, Holy Ghost, arise, 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 O Spirit of the Lord, Hallelujah. Right, just stop now, just stop now. Come on now. What do you do this time? What do you do to shake your body? Your body sometimes holds you up. I always keep moving when I'm praying so I get the flow. If I sort of put my head down too long, I fall asleep. I just work too long and stay up too late and so on. And so, you know, that kind of thing doesn't help. So I like to keep moving. So just to get to move your body. Just move your body. And as you move your body, just let your body be saying what your spirit is saying. Yay, God. Yes to God. Yes to the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's begin to pray. One minute as strong as you can. One, two, three. 
Let's begin to pray. Now, you know, if you just stop praying, you'll hear the language turning over in your mind. You'll hear yourself. The flow, once it starts, starts to fill your mind. So if you stop suddenly, you'll still hear yourself praying in tongues in your head. It's a river flowing from inside. Anything that stops that flow is the Philistines. Anything that stops that flow is the flesh. Anything that stops that flow, you've got to push against it. Stir your spirit again. Clear your head. Clear your head. Let your head be full of the Holy Ghost. Stir those old thoughts. Amen? You know, when you get praying in the Holy Ghost, there's great energy and power released. Vaughn, just lift your hands up. You watch. You watch. Just a moment. Mighty power of God will come on it. You see, there's a connection between the power of God flowing in your life and you activating, strengthening, and building your spirit, man. Come on, let's do it one more time. One minute, just one minute, and we'll finish up. Hallelujah. That's it. Holy Ghost. Now you see, you just start to get filled with life, filled with energy. Whoa. Holy Ghost. Someone get behind bread. He's going to fall over in just a moment. Holy Ghost. Power come upon him right now, Lord. See, learn to yield your whole body, every part of you to the Holy Ghost. And then you start to feel drunk. You start to find you get full of the Holy Ghost. It actually gets hard to stand up. Hard to stand up. Power come upon it, Lord, right now. Power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. It's wonderful. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Power come upon it, Lord. The power of God. Power of God right now. Feel. Come on, let's pray one more time. One more minute. Call up, 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 up. She got up on the other. Here it comes. Holy God. Feel, feel, Holy God. Feel, we thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Sometimes you feel the joy. Ready to lift your hands. One, two, three. Power. Touch your life right now, Lord. 
Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get the prophets in the house. Come and lay hands on people. and You reach out and get something tonight for yourself. But uh, as they come and lay hands on you, the joy of the Lord is going to be released tonight. You need to learn to laugh a lot when you pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Thank you, joy. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Holy Ghost, give more, 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 more. Let, let yourself go. You ready? Come on now. Let's get learning. Ian, one, two others. Come on now. Why don't you just lay hands on people and have some fun? Okay, we're ready. Come on, break something strong and fiery. Are we ready now? Lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, let your joy come. Let the anointing come.
we'll go to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If he goes to the left, we'll go to the left, and if he goes to the right, then we'll go to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the rain. Dance, 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 dance in the rain. Let's hey. jump a little. 
and pray a lot. And let's get in the flow today. So get up tomorrow and start it flowing. Up the next day and start it flowing. And Wednesday, when now you have turmoil, determine I will keep on praying. Thursday, when the turmoil is greater, I will keep on praying. I will have an open well. And when we come back Sunday, I'll look in your eyes and say, whoa. We sing the first song and you're laughing and falling over. The Holy Ghost is on you. Isn't that good? Holy Ghost, more. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a fantastic week this week. Come back all prayed up in the Holy Ghost.